Welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week, I'm joined by my friends David, Sam, Elle, and extra special guest GM Richard from the D20 Future Show for The Expanse, a tabletop RPG based on James S.A. Corey's award-winning series of science fiction novels. Playing stunt powered adventure game engine system, or AEG, the Expanse takes players to a far future solar system where humanity is divided. Martians, Belters, and the people of Old Earth struggle for political power and resources, but older alien forces are stirring in the universe. Human history is about to take an unexpected new turn. You can find out more information and buy your own copy of the Expanse on the Green Ronin website. That's greenroninstore.com. I'll add links to it on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode's show notes. Be sure to check out the D20 Future Show, where Richard and his team play the RPG D20 Future. They are, well, sometimes they are idiots. You can catch the D20 Future Show on Twitch every other Tuesday at 6.30 GMT. That's twitch.tv forward slash D20 Future Show. So here's a brief overview about how The Expanse works. When doing any kind of test or check in The Expanse, players must use three six-sided dice, or 3d6. One of the die should be different and stand out to the other two, either by being a different colour or a different size and so on. This die is known as the drama die, which we'll come back to in a moment. The most common kind of check is known as a simple test. To make a simple test, a player must roll 3d6 and add the relevant ability score. If they have an appropriate focus for that ability, they will then add plus 2, as they are considered proficient in that ability. For example, when attempting to dodge around an obstacle, a character will roll 3d6 and add their dex score, and then add a plus 2 if they have the acrobatics focus. The sum result of the die roll, ability, and focus bonus are then compared to a target number, that represents the difficulty of the test. The harder it is to succeed, the higher the target number will be. If the total result equals to or exceeds the target number, then the player has passed the test. Sometimes the circumstances of a test make it easier or more difficult than normal, giving a bonus or penalty to a player's total. Such bonuses are rarely greater than plus three, and penalties are rarely worse than minus three. In some cases, it's helpful to know not just whether the character succeeds, but how well they do. The quality of success is determined by the unmodified result on the role's drama die. For example, a player trying to blend in at an elite nightclub on a station has to make a communications etiquette test. Assuming that the character succeeds, a drama die result of one may mean the character commits some faux pas and it looks like they were let in as a favour to someone. A drama die result of a 5 or a 6 might mean the character conducts themselves well enough to be admitted to a private table. In most cases, the GM determines the exact results of the drama die by deciding how things turned out, or, in certain cases, allowing points from the drama die to be spent on stunts. 
which we're not going to go into too much detail here. There are also opposed tests, where all the parties involved in a check make simple tests simultaneously. But instead of comparing their results to a target number, the character with the highest total wins. Sometimes a test might be so complicated or time-consuming that it is inappropriate to settle with a single test. This is where advanced tests come in. Advanced tests require a series of roles before success can be achieved. Each of these individual roles are carried out just like a normal, simple test or an opposed test. However, on a sufficient role, i.e. one that meets the target number or exceeds the opponent's result, the result of the drama die for that role is added to a running total. Obviously, on an insufficient role, nothing is added. Success at the advanced test is achieved when the running total meets or succeeds the advanced test's success threshold. However, each role takes a certain amount of time, a round, a minute, an hour, or any other increment, depending on the test. So an advanced test can be used to determine how long a task takes. Each role might also consume some amount of resources. So usually, an advanced test can be failed only if time or resources run out. I don't want to get too bogged down with the rules regarding combat and stunt points, as I couldn't do it justice in the time we have. If you want to find out more about these, the Expanse Quick Start Guide is a great overview of it all. This can be found on the Green Ronin website and Drive-Thru RPG. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players, and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. And what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So, with all that out of the way, let's play The Expanse. Into the future. Earth has colonised Mars and the Moon and has also begun to colonise the asteroid belt and a number of the larger moons outside of the solar system. Some years later, Mars declared independence. They have devoted all of their energy towards terraforming Mars to make it a livable planet in and of its own right. Both Earth, due to its enormous consumption of resources, and Mars, due to the fact that it's trying to terraform its surface and has no oxygen and has very little resources, are reliant on the belt. The belt is a series of small and large space stations throughout the asteroid belt, the Jovian and Saturn's moons, and all of these are, tend to be mining organisations, and they are populated by, for the most part, poor people who have no escape. They have to work living on the edge of survival. There are places like Ganymede, which is the kind of, that's where most of the food is grown in the belt because, of course, it makes no sense to ship food from Earth. Because of the radiation shielding provided by Jupiter, it is able to grow food in a way that most of the places are not able to. You are a range of people who have left homes and have joined together as a bunch of freelancers existing within the space stations of the belt, finding work where you can. We need a name for your ship. What shall we call your ship? I have an idea. Oh no. It's going to be terrible. Here we go. <laughs> I'm between two. I've got, I'm thinking either the Icarus or the Daedalus. 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 Yeah. Wasn't Icarus the one that flew too close to the sun, exploded? Yeah. You, you are know, so like, right, Sam. I do like the, the certain sense of doom that comes with that as a pretext for how this session is going to go. So. 
And I haven't entered this, so it's only going to go down Yeah, what do you two think? Well, I'm the pilot, so I don't feel really good about that. <laughs> They're both probably better than what my suggestions would be. So what is your suggestion? Oh, I thought you were going to have a suggestion. If I was going to suggest something, it'd be horror movie based. So something like the Michael Myers. So <laughs> we all don't want to ride on that. But... The only suggestion I would have would be the, the SSS. And then in brackets underneath, I only had an S stencil. Get out. I'm, I'm happy with Icarus. <laughs> Let's do Icarus. I'd like to thank the SSS for selling Icarus to everyone. <laughs> Sometimes you've just got to be not worst. Uh, okay, the crew of the Icarus, made up of Casey, Addy, Zhao, and Nico, are docked at Tycho Station. Tycho Station is a bit of a hub for an independence movement within the belt. Essentially, the downtrodden peoples of the belt have had enough of being ruled by Earth, for whom, basically, they don't do anything for them. They pay them poorly and control them by threatening to, for example, just stop sending them food or shut off their oxygen. So it's not a good place to be if you're a belter. So there is a range of independence movements calling themselves the OPA, the Outer Planets Alliance. The guy who is in charge of Tycho Station is a terrifying guy called Fred Johnson, who is an ex-UN Marine who had a sort of come-to-Jesus moment when he slaughtered a space station full of innocent civilians, including children, and realised that maybe Earth was the bad guy. And he defected and decided to form the OPA in a, a, an official capacity. This finds itself uh, its hub at Tycho Station. Uh, it is run as a peaceful political organisation. However, there are other fringe parts of the OPA. They are more dangerous, more interested in direct action uh, on the grounds that if you don't start killing people, blowing things up and costing people money, you will not get the attention of the Earthers. These belters tend to be more radical. They tend to wear some kind of tattoo as showing their OPA affiliation. These are often on their neck, symbolising a burn mark that you get from having a spacesuit on in dangerous conditions for too long. You can often get a burned collar, and these tattoos often cover that. Likewise, they are often on uh, arms and sleeves that can be hidden, particularly if they wish to cover up their kind of more radical leanings. That's the OPA. The crew of the Icarus have done a job for Fred Johnson's part of the OPA. Recently, you travelled to Ganymede and... Um, Arrested? Kidnapped? It's sort of hard to say uh, because Ganymede is controlled by uh, a sort of treaty between Earth and Mars. The security is run by a third party contractor called Pinkwater. And you acquired a man who Pinkwater were interested in arresting and using as an informant on organised crime. But you took him back to Tycho where he was executed for cheating some belters out of their insurance money when their ship broke down. This is what you have been up to. So you are on the fringes of, of legal, but mostly you seem to have Fred Johnson on your side, which is cool. Your personal kind of leanings will be your own. And I think at this point, it's time that you introduce yourselves. And I suggest we start with Addy Grant. Well, I, uh, I hadn't really had a lot of time to consider the accent, but I suppose we're going to run with it. Uh, I mean, I joined the Icarus... Not too long ago, but my general leanings being what they are is some people that want to get away from Earth. and My own people were smart enough to do the same some time ago. 
everyone needs a helping hand. This uh, this UM Marine don't quite like the guy. Anyone who does Earth's dirty work is a bad guy as far as I'm concerned, but you got to align with who you got to align to get the job done. Also, I really am a big fan of the whiskey. It's uh, the bourbon out here is terrible, but you know, hey, you got to make do. Excellent. And Casey? Well, I'm not quite hip with the Texas accent either, but despite being American, but um, <laughs> I'm a, a tall lady. People like to comment on that a lot. The fact that I look like I could take someone on doesn't mean I will. I'm a kind person, a nice person. I think I get things done in a timely way. I just know what I like, and I know how to do things, and I know how to get things done. I might not seem like the brightest crayon in the box, but I wouldn't underestimate what I can do when I can come in handy. As for that drink, whiskey out here is fine. You just got to get used to it. Excellent. And Nico? Well, my accent is perfect, obviously. Um, My name's Nico. I am the pilot of the Icarus. Uh, I love flying. In fact, you know, I joined Get Out of This Hole and on Earth I decided to join the Navy, which I appreciate uh, doesn't necessarily involve flying, but it does now. And I just love flying, I love the sleekness of planes and stuff, and, well, military life wasn't for me. All that order, all that hassle, admin. There's so much admin when it comes to, you know, that sort of thing. So I decided to quit and just get out of there and settle myself on the belt. And, yeah, I mean, the, the places out here, like, you know, the ships and stuff, they're not as sleek, obviously, you know, high quality stuff, but it doesn't matter. As long as you can get to A to B, I can get you there. That's all that matters. And finally, on our crew, we have Zhao. I am Zhao Zhang Zogolov. I uh, was born on Ganymede, uh, born and raised. I spent most of my time there. Education was really the life that I was forced into. I spent years and years and years studying. My parents, very forceful. Eventually, through some friends of friends, I may have got involved a little more politically in things going on at the university. One thing led to another, and suddenly I was part of the OPA. A job went wrong. I was just helping people through uh, doorways, things like that, things that I had learned uh, from my technological um, studies. But uh, yes, after three months in jail, my father finally decided to bail me out. Uh, I haven't seen him since, and I've traveled to the belt really just to make some new bad decisions in life. But um, I care for people. I want to use my skills to help people. This time, hopefully, it won't get me in so much trouble. All right. Uh, You have been arrested uh, recently. You find yourself in an interrogation room in the OPA security section on Tycho. You're handcuffed to a steel table welded to the floor. On a wall is a large display screen, uh, and the wall in front of you is a large mirror 
you suspect concealing a viewing room. The woman in front of you is Captain Trainer. Her height and build give her away as Earthborn, but she has a large OPA split circle tattoo on her arm. Her bearing and the way she wears her OPA clothing makes it look more like a uniform than any uniform you've ever seen. She looks cross. So this is the crew of the Icarus then. I am Captain Trainer, OPA Law Enforcement, and I'm here to get you to answer some questions. She holds up her terminal, which essentially looks like a small flat block of perspex, but on it you can see a number of files flitting across the screen. Uh, you recognise your faces. Uh, she flits from one face to another and says, Casey Katari, thrown out of the Martian military, dishonorably discharged, thrown off Mars, and now you find yourselves out here. Yes? Yes, that's correct. But I wouldn't look too hard at my history and judge me. Gotta look past all that. The military just wasn't the right fit for me. So it would seem. Uh, she once again swipes Addison Grant. Well, it would seem. Addy, but go on. Mr. Grant, uh, you appear to be, uh, and she flicks down, little more than a jumped up handyman. Uh, you look pretty out of your depth here, yes? Well, I kindly resent the insinuation, but I'm saying I'm perfectly capable. Nico Velez, another military type for whom the military life did not suit. It says here that you don't actually have a dishonorable discharge, but it doesn't take a genius to read between the lines. Sorry, I don't speak without our lawyer present. <laughs> Good. Uh, and finally, making up our little quartet, we have Zhao Zhang Zokolov. Born on Ganymede, OPA extremist sympathies, security expert. Uh, everything correct? Um, yes, that's me. Good. I'm glad Don't we tell them your name! <laughs> she has the picture. I'm glad we understand each other. She holds up the picture of Zhao yeah. on her screen. God damn it! I'm particularly interested in what you have to say, Mr. Zokolov. The business on Ganymede two weeks ago. Your, uh, your initial statements, it says here, you claim, to have, uh, you claim to have arrested someone, and that that is it. You brought them back, and you had no other dealings while on Ganymede. Uh, is that the whole truth? As I can recall, yes. So you don't know anything about this gentleman, and she flashes up uh, a face on the screen. You see a, uh, a young man in his sort of mid-twenties, he has, it would seem from the, from the photograph, you would guess he, he's sort of uh, slightly stockier than you would expect a belter to be, and so you would guess he is someone born further down the gravity well. One thing you do notice is that he is missing an eye and has a number of uh, scars across his face. Uh, well, this, uh, this man mean anything to you? No, never seen him before in my life. And who wears a fedora? It's the future. His choice of headgear is uh, not of my uh, not my interest. This man is Erwin Ling, a Martian-born reunification sympathizer, and more particular of interest to everyone in this room, a bomb maker. Has that jogged any memories before this gets worse? Not to me. Just seems like a man with a nice hat. It just so happens that at precisely the same time that you were kidnapping Katursi, 
and drawing the attention of Pinkwater security, Mr Ling escapes from Ganymede's maximum security prison and somehow gets off Ganymede in the middle of tight security during a Martian naval exercise right outside the station. And at this point, we're going to roll our first dice. You are going to attempt to plead your innocence. This is going to be a series of tests in order to try and move this quite stroppy woman whose attitude we're going to describe as hostile, uh, and you're Ooh. going to attempt to improve her mood by pleading your innocence. Uh, you could do this by using any, I would suggest, communication focus. Uh, so that could be bargaining, deception, disguise, gambling, not so much, uh, <laughs> leadership, <laughs> performance, persuasion. Any of those methods you can do, uh, use, anyone can plead their case. It's going to be a communication target number nine test. So do we just roll then? Or... So someone speak up, give me an approach to try and talk your way out of this, and then I'll try and assess a, a, a focus and then we'll roll, roll some dice. Got a bunch of people bailing on their communication scores. <laughs> a zero in communication, I've got to be honest. Oh, okay, I'm better than that. You don't want me to talk to this woman. I also have a zero. Oh, right. Okay. I thought my well, you, one How about you terrible. start, David, and we'll see how we go. Addy, you are the slick talker of the group. I, but I have a one. Uh, you know yeah, what? That is oh, the best. Two. Oh, you have a two. Good. Shall I try and plead? Go for it. Uh, this does seem like uh, similar, but hopefully just a coincidence, I'm sure. Six, five, and five on drama. So 16 in total, and I get five stun points. Okay, let's see what we've got in the social stunts, because five social stunt points should be able to do a fair amount. Seduction's coming back now. <laughs> Attitude stunts, seduction's back on the table. That's not an image we need. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> That's one way to get out of prison. <laughs> right. Uh, nope, I don't think that works. So you can... I think what we'll do is we'll say that is enough to shift her two statuses. So she starts as hostile, but very quickly moves to... This must be, again, these things are not on the GM screen when you need them. Mm. She moves uh, from... I think it's standoffish, is it? Very hostile, hostile, standoffish, neutral. That sounds right. Wait, she's moving to, so... With that, yeah, moving sorry. to states. She is now neutral. Uh, she says, okay, all right, I'll humour you. This unlikely coincidence that seems to have occurred... It becomes a bit more unlikely when we discover that Mr. Ling's apartment is not very far from your holes. That makes me nervous. Then why have you got us all here questioning us when you should be questioning him if you know where he is? Ah, that's a quite an aggressive communication. Let's go for persuasion. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, I don't have anything! <laughs> why are you talking? <laughs> it's only a nine. She does, she's quite suggestible, oh, it would seem. You... These guys know that I never roll high when I need to. All right, so rolling 3d6. Okay, that is a 12 in total, and it's five on the drama die. He says, hmm, that is a surprisingly good point. The only issue, and I can see why that you would say that, is that we can't find him, and we could find you. Seems like it's your problem, not ours. Well, that is certainly one perspective. Uh, it's just that... All of this we are concerned about uh, has something to do with uh, the theft of a large consignment of CED explosives. These explosive charges were stolen from the OPA Central Stores on Ceres a month or so ago. Now, a month or so ago, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that the Icarus you'll find was not actually docked here. Ah, uh, no, but was it on Ceres? That's my question. Now, 
I've been tending those engines for a while. And Sirius is, frankly, not a place that I would approve of us going. I'm sure you understand why. I'm sorry. Uh, there seems to be some kind of mistake. This could not possibly have anything to do with us. Make one final persuasion roll. So that's a communication persuasion. Rolling d6. Pretty terrible. That is a four and a four with the drum, which takes you up to eight. Add my communication is nine. Enough. Oh, thank God. And in fact, you have four stunt points. So she says, well, okay, we'll look into that and confirm it. I think that's, uh, that's answered all my questions for now. You've been very forthcoming, and I appreciate that. I will just need to speak to my superiors uh, before I can arrange your release. And she indicates the handcuffs still around each of your hands. There is an awkward moment as she leaves the four of you to it. Did we just do her job for her? I feel like we just did our job for her. Nico, I kindly would ask that you uh, remain using your inside voice while we are inside this lovely little place. It's, uh, I, I, could, like... I, could, I could see Casey was agreeing with me, but weren't you, Casey? Right? I mean, I can't deny that when it comes to the military, they got to have somebody do their job, and it's usually not them. I am now wildly gesticulating around the room as much as I can and mouthing the word surveillance. Latently <laughs> ignoring it. <laughs> Can I see if there is any tell of surveillance or whether Abby's just being paranoid? Absolutely. Make a perception looking test. Okay. That will be... Hey! Cool, I'm doing well here. So in total, that is 16, and I've got two fives. The microphones that you can see in each of the corners of the rooms are not brilliantly disguised. As the lights flicker for a moment, you see a couple of faces, including the man you definitely recognise as Fred Johnson, watching the interrogation room. Yeah, <laughs> you're being watched. I can confirm. A couple of moments later, the door opens and Captain Trainer comes in, but she looks very different. It's just a different attitude. And she holds a tray on which are four plastic cups. The smell of the heady aroma of freshly brewed coffee greets your nose. This is a rare treat, this far from civilization. This is not instant. This is made from actual coffee beans. She says, right, let's get you out of these cuffs and unlocks each of the, uh, the cuffs. I can only apologise for the interrogation, but all these pieces are just starting to look like OPA extremists are planning something big and your associations and your presence on Ganymede, it was just too much of a coincidence and we had to eliminate you from our inquiries. However, after what you did on Ganymede, you may be just the people we need. Springing Katursi right from under the noses of Loka Griga gangsters and security forces. That took precision, creativity and guts. Something bad is going down and we believe OPA extremists are behind it. In the next few days, we have a summit with Mars and it's a real opportunity not just to resolve the ownership of Ganymede, but to start to show the OPA as a legitimate government out here that the Earthers will just have to recognise. Not every belter agrees and some folks want to take more direct action against the dusters. The colonel doesn't know who he can trust within the OPA, so we'd like to hire you. And she starts to hand out the cups of coffee. Will you help us? This uh, hasn't got anything like whiskey that you can put in here, have you? It's, uh, sorry, it's been a while and I'm uh, spitting feathers. I appreciate that uh, not everyone works on the shared clock on Tycho, but it is 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, it's probably 5pm uh, somewhere in the solar system, ain't it? Make a persuasion test. <laughs> Communication persuasion. Give him that, Richard. Don't give him that. We all thought it. 
Uh, that is a 10 and a 5 on the drama <laughs> While continuing to say, I, look, really, I would not be doing my job if I was to give what... You are still ostensibly prisoners, right? I can't just... And as she does so, she pulls a hip flask out from her belt and screws... And she's now standing so that the observation window is behind her and she gently pours a generous gulp of something into your coffee and puts it back and says, look, you're just going to have to drink it without any booze in it, okay? Uh, I, I completely understand. Thank you very much. If you will take this job, then I can lay out the evidence we have and you can begin your investigation. Uh, there will, of course, be a satisfactory payment, I'm sure. We came in here, arrested, but put in handcuffs unlawfully, I would say. Maybe you need to maybe file a complaint or something, you know? Uh, we better be compensated real good if we're going to take on this, uh, this mission. Especially if we're not going to be recognised. Nico makes a good point. I appreciate that you grew up under the auspices of uh, of Earth, but that's not how it works out here. There are no illegal arrests. We are the OPA. If we arrested you, you were arrested for a reason. Mm. This is how it works. I'm in. <laughs> He's already in. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I must confess that I'm, I'm with my dear friend Chow here. Uh, if we can help, then we'll help. At least... I'm in. Who's or not? I'll look to Casey, see what she's thinking on this one. I just think we should consider all of our options before we take this job. I mean, uh, is it really just going to take a little shot of something special in the coffee, or is there something more that we can uh, get out of this? Mm. I have no idea what she's talking about. I, I, oh, I'm not saying anything. Neither do I, but uh, I'm sure that we can look into the... Uh, Shall we say unpleasantness with pink water and see if we can make that little problem go away for you? How does that sound? Mm, well, I'm listening. Quite. Well, in that case, let me lay out the case as it stands. We have a number of leads, uh, the first of which is that some controlled explosive demolition charges, known as CED, were stolen from Ceres a month or so ago. If these charges are to be used in any kind of attack, they will be on the station somewhere. There aren't that many places you can hide such a large amount of material. We would guess there are storage containers and it must be in one of those. Now, secondly, Colonel Johnson's intelligence is that Erwin Ling has been seen around G-section somewhere. Maybe, maybe we are right and his hole is down there. And thirdly, someone must be supplying information about the location of this peace summit. Fred Johnson has kept the information very secret. Even I don't know if there's a leak out there. Uh, it's likely to be on the Martian side. A few. Martian naval troops hang around at some of the seedier bars in the entertainment area. That could be the place for you to look. We don't have a tremendous amount of time, so please don't spend too long. Uh, other than that, there will be a script waiting for you if you are to succeed. And as I say, we may be able to do something about Pinkwater. We have some influence in that matter, but otherwise you're free to go. Reminders, when's the peace conference happening? Well, that is, again, one of the pieces of information I do not have. Uh, we believe it to be soon. Right. If we don't have a lot of time, then perhaps you could do the great kindness of providing us with some uh, undercover transportation get us to this, uh, these bars in this seedy area. It's simply a question of taking the public transport. There'll be no uh, need. All within the station, you can take the car. Uh, it's, that's all fine. So it will be essentially like taking the tube. There is no uh, big challenge to getting round. Nice to know you fixated on the uh, the seedier parts of uh, the station. Seems yeah. like the obvious first leave. We've not been out for ages, Richard, so we, of course we're going to explore every seedy part. <laughs> I heard seedy, I heard bar, I like to drink, 
Addy is in. Excellent. DJ. All right, so uh, you're going to head down to the entertainment areas of the ship, of the mm-hmm. station. Unless anyone has a better idea. Seems a, a good place to start. It does indeed. Mm-hmm. I might have to take a back seat for some of this communication if I recognize anyone who I uh, had any encounters with when I was working in the, in the troops myself. Well, thank God you said troops. Someone talks about work in the seedy area. A man gets at his. You know I just came from being a soldier. What on yeah. earth did you think I did in the military? Get yeah. your mind out of the gutter, Addy. Jeez. Oh, oh look, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> you arrive at the entertainment area. There are a range of bars from kind of scuzzy to just a bit seedy up and down. I would like you to make uh, someone to make a communication investigation test or a perception seeing test as you look around and try and find where's the most likely place to find Martian sailors. You see, you've not rolled yet, so do you want to have a go? Be better to spot Martian soldiers. That's very true. I'll go ahead and do that. Okay, I'm going to suggest a perception test as you look around. Give yourself a plus two because you know Martian marines and Martian uh, sailors. Hmm. Okay. Hello, sailor. So we got a six, a six, and the dramada is a three. Okay, total of 15 with a drama die of three, so more than enough. It takes you a little time as you look around, and then you clock just some guys who are, they're not covering up their Martian uniforms very well, duck into a bar uh, with a sign saying, The Dragonfly, over the top. And it has, it's sort of hard to describe, the legs of a sexy lady, uh, but the wings of a dragonfly. So uh, it makes up uh, what, what is... If you look at it, sort of squint at it, a dragonfly, but definitely suggests that this is a uh, a drinking establishment um, where one might get uh, more than just a drink. Well, unless my uh, senses uh, deceive me, bingo over here, people. If I recognize anything, it's a bunch of Martian troops going in to have themselves too much of a good time when they shouldn't. I am already walking. <laughs> God damn it. Excellent. Them. The Dragonfly is a particularly seedy bar in Tycho's entertainment area. Uh, it's garnered a positive reputation with a number of servicemen. There are, as you walk in, you see quite a few Martian Congressional Republic Navy sailors drinking heavily. A number have found themselves local companions with whom to share their drinks. Uh, you see a man behind the bar you recognise as Thaddeus Nkolo. He sees you and says, how are we, friends? Something tells me that you're looking for that man and points to a very drunk Martian officer who is surrounded by empty glasses and two young ladies who also have a number of empty glasses. Well, it looks like that is our guy, but uh, whether or not he's quite able to communicate is going to be another matter altogether. My suggestion is, say that you need a drink. That seems to be all anyone has to do around him. (laughs) I do need a drink. Well... And if you tell me, I'll have to charge you. But uh, if you tell him... That, Thaddeus, is why we are friends. Right, let's go. Uh, you wander over to uh, a, the Martian officer. Immediately, Casey recognises the... Uh, he is an ensign, a relatively junior officer. He is, however, spending money like he's a lot richer than an ensign should be. Something isn't right about this, Addy. Something, no, something isn't right about this. He shouldn't be uh, buying the rounds like he is right now. I know this guy. I've seen him before. He ain't high ranking. Mm-mm. Something's amiss. 
Just be uh, on your toes is all I'm saying. I'm here to back you up if you need a little help in hand, but. Right, simple enough. Uh, I'm going to go and drink as much as I can, make them as pliable as possible. Uh, ciao. When that's been done, you want to sweep on in and get what information you can out of the men. So get them nice and social, nice and liquored up. You're just abandoning us. No, no, you're uh, you're gonna you're gonna stand very close by. As I mean, despite the fact that I'm an engineer, I have not done a push up in quite some time. We know. And uh, ladies, just uh, punch anyone who looks out of sight, would you? I'll keep a lookout. That's what I'm good for. Then I would like to walk up to the Martian Anthem. Addy is gonna go. Well, nice to see another one from the old home world. Ah, I'm Addy. It's a pleasure. Uh, they call me Ensign, uh, Ensign Guptal, uh, Sternbauer, and I am buying drinks for everyone. Well, Ensign, you've just become my new best friend. You've become my best friend. <laughs> well, then, let's be friends. And I sit down next to him and just clap him on the shoulder. I'm like, all right, what are we drinking? We are drinking. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? And he sort of looks around. Uh, this is amber. And uh, this is uh, gold. No. Uh, Jenny, uh, uh, this is, uh, what are we drinking? Uh, and one of the girls says, we're drinking champagne. And he says, yeah, we're drinking champagne <laughs> of, a, of sorts. It's belter champagne. It's not right. Uh, and he types into his, his pad and Thaddeus comes over with another round of something sort of white and sparkling, which as you sniff it, yeah, I mean, you've, you've probably never had champagne, but this isn't great. <laughs> I'm picturing just like a bottle of wine that just has like a plain white label with just sparkling wine written on it's it. Written, written a yeah, handwritten yeah, yeah, note. Yeah, yeah. One of the misspelled slightly somehow. Sparkling wine drink, it says. My <laughs> Thaddeus. I pour the round out, raise the glasses, cheers and drink. And yes. what I'm going to try and do is uh, just like keep him drinking so it becomes more sort of pliable. So okay. when Chow comes in to talk to him, he's a bit sort of like shields are down, so to speak. Over the next 10 or 15 minutes, you discover that he doesn't take a lot of persuasion to drink. Uh, he doesn't take a lot of persuasion to buy other drinks. I like that. He is, oh, the shields are down, I think it's fair to say. Great. Then when that's done, I just kind of like subtly as I can. I'm quite tipsy at this point, I imagine. Just kind of wave at Chow. Oh, he wants me to go over. I will, I will go over. As you wander over, you see that almost immediately you watched Addy become close friends with this guy who has, there's now several bottles of sparkling wine drink on the table. Seems to have attracted maybe just slightly more girls than there were before. A good time is being had by all at this table. Uh, Guptal, this is my dear friend and compatriot, Chow. This man is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the finest, most honest, down-to-earth gentlemen I have ever met. Uh, yeah, there's not drinking. Uh, he, What's uh, with that? Only uh, just got off shift from work. Well, we must, we must fix that. We must fix it. Another bottle is brought over by Thaddeus, who kind of makes eye contact with Addy. Slight roll of the eyes. Uh, another bottle arrives and is, drink, drink, all of you must drink. And he starts passing out these glasses filled with sparkling wine drink. Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, what is uh, the celebration? Why, why uh, are we all raising a glass like we are? Well, uh, it's a secret. Secret. And he touches his nose as if to indicate that this is a secret. 
<laughs> Damn, he's good. He's oh, good, God. guys. Oh, it's going to take all our wits to crack this guy. <laughs> yeah, Guptal, come on now. There ain't no secrets for friends like us. You and I are best friends. Make a communication persuasion test. I'd prefer you to fail. <laughs> so that's seven in total with a four on the... No, 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 that's that's a ten in total with a four on the drama die. Add, that goes up to eleven. And do I get something if the normal dice are the same number? Not with this sort of test. Uh, Sorry. But he says, all right. You're right, you're, you're right, you're right. We're friends. We're even this fine gentleman. I've never met him before. We're friends. So there are no secrets. And he sort of leans, he leans in as if he's going to tell a secret. And he says, I'm on the, the Martian ship. The Martian ship with the talks, the secret talks. I'm the ensign on the ship. And I know when and where the meeting, the secret meeting is going to take place. And I found some excellent gentlemen and ladies. Excellent gentlemen and ladies they were. And they, they wanted this information and gave me a lot of money to find out where and when the secret meeting is taking place. This is a secret, but I know it. I know it. So I sold the secret. They were, they were in the docks, docking bay 17L, which is hard to say. When you've had as much of this, a shampoo, wine, drink, spark, this stuff, as I have had. 17L is hard to say. Well, that is absolutely fascinating. Uh, how many of these men and women were there? Oh, there were. I only met. I only met two. But I think there must have been more. And uh, what do they look like? They were tall. Like, and he points to Zhao, like him tall, like belt at all, not like you and me, we short, because we're born in gravity, and gravity makes you short, but out here there's less gravity, right? That, that is how it works, yes. Yeah, that's science. And you're right, 17L is hard to say. It is, 17L. <laughs> I don't think I got it that time. I just look round to the ladies, just mouth help. <laughs> I ignore the help sign because I think they're doing a cracking job. Is there anyone else in the bar that's their uh, attention's being drawn to this commotion? Because I assume, there's, like you said, there's lovely other ladies, you know, doing honest work that have come to join them. But is there anyone else that's sort of glancing from a distance? There are a number of belters who have essentially decided that their regular drinking hole has been ruined by this obnoxious Martian. That's um, right. And they are kind of, they're sort of glowering over, but otherwise drinking. But at this time, what appears to be a, an ice hauler crew come in. So these guys are, they're all wearing pretty much the same, not particularly clean, not well-maintained jumpsuit. And they walk in and one of them says, drink for everyone! And Thaddeus kind of rolls his eyes. Uh, and goes over and starts to serve these people. What are you thinking, Casey? Well, I'm kind of thinking that uh, we best get the information that we need if there's anything else we need to know soon. And also, we can all hear what's being said. So, just by the fact yeah. that... Okay, great. I, I sort of, like, leaning into Casey, I say, yes, but then looking at the boys who are currently have drinks in their hands, like, going, yes, they are very tall. I said, you know this guy the best. Maybe you could be more direct. Perhaps I can't say we got on necessarily, but I can try to wring more out of him if necessary. Shall I go over and have a little talk with him 
Go for it. Hello, yes, sorry, sorry, quick technical difficulties warning here. Thanks to some dodgy internet on the night and the lovely, delightful Craig Boss on Discord messing up royally, we lost some precious few minutes of the actual play here. Nothing too vital to the plot, but needless to say we did lose a rather comical drinking contest or a pose test between Addy and Xiao. Spoilers, one of them did very well and the others did not so well, before Katie goes over to sort them all out. This is the tail end of that conversation, uh, sorry again, but hey, key takeaway from here, just don't trust Craigbot at all. Brilliant. Thanks. I'm Martian. I ain't no Arthur. I apologize. That is the worst insult. And he turns around and explains to everyone at the bar, the worst insult. I just did this lady. Um, I can only apologize. Uh, and then he flops forwards and loses consciousness. I'm blaming you for this. You sent him right over the edge. Okay, so now I have to carry this drunkard out the door, I assume? Uh, no, we, we leave him here. I mean, after we take his wallet, but we leave him here. You taking his wallet? Well, he doesn't need it. Yes, he does. If you're giving the wallet to our friend at the bar, then yes. That is exactly what I was going to do. And at this point, I'm shooing the ladies away. That I'm, like Basically, I think it's like a butterfly. All these butterflies are like, show's over, show's over. Disperse. Okay, let's have a communication intimidation <laughs> check, please. No! no. Uh, that is... Uh, it's not too bad. That is, all in all, a straight 12. You get a dirty look from at least one of the ladies as you kind of usher them away. Look, go uh, away, Amethyst. Go away. I don't and need to. move on out. But uh, eventually, the kind of the, enough of the hangers-on are manoeuvred out. Uh, and away you can, without any difficulty, uh, acquire his pocket terminal, which serves as both his wallet and his phone. And uh, you pass it to Thaddeus uh, at the bar. Sorry, can I look like I'm going to pass it to Thaddeus? Yes. Are you going to wander up to Thaddeus to do so? Yes. <laughs> uh, so you're going to mime handing him the thing? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to look like I'm doing it. But I really just want to say something like, well, it's been a damn fan pleasure. Thank you very much. OK, I'd like you to make a communication deception check, please. The fact that I've been told I'm the chaotic one. It's actually David in all these games. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, communication, did you say? Yep. OK, right. So that is a nine plus four. For 13 with a 4 on the drama die. Okay, I'd like everyone else to make a perception looking test, please. We might need it. <laughs> we do, but I'm still annoyed. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it doesn't sound like Nico notices. So in total perceptions, I got a 12, but a 6 on the drama die. Okay, but you got a 13 in total, did you? Yes. Yeah, you, you don't notice. Uh, he, he, as far as you can tell, he seems to pass the hand terminal over to Thaddeus at the bar. Okay, what about the other two, I guess? I've rolled a six, a six, and a one for my drama die. Okay. So 13 total plus one for my communication. Uh, or for perception. perception. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's quite noticeable that despite having every attention, as far as you were aware, to pass the hand terminal to the barbon, he doesn't seem to get round to doing that bit of the plan. He wanders over, <laughs> sort of resting on the bar, says something, and then pockets the hand terminal. And Zhao, what do you see? I got um, total seven and a four on the drama die. Yeah, 17, um, 17 and a four on the drama die. 
17. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You see the glint in his eye as he decides that he's going to get away with this and not pass the bomb and the tan terminal, but slip it into a pocket. As he returns, I'll say, remember, I'm the one who usually stitches you back up. <sighs> All right. In my defense, I thought we might be able to use it for something later on. There might be some record of a transfer or something that would be workable for evidence. That's fine, but I am going to stitch something very rude into you next time you get chopped in half. If I've been chopped in half, I reckon I got bigger problems than what you're stitching into me. But thank you. If you don't stop, I'll be doing the chopping. All right. <laughs> Where are we heading next, lads? We're, we're going to 17L. We got it. 17L? Okay. Are we armed, by the way? Uh, if you have a weapon on your character sheet, you are armed. So, um, Addy has a pistol. Uh, Casey has a pistol. Uh, Zhao has a pistol. Uh, yeah, you each have carry pistols. Mexican standoff over <laughs> over a gun. Over a drunk guy's phone. All right, let's make it our way to the docks. Sooner the better. As you're making your way through a quiet corridor, a muscular-looking belter with a rough-looking OPA tattoo at the base of his neck is standing in your way. It seems you coyo been poking your nose where it is not wanted. Got to deal with us now. And he taps his chest. Uh, behind you, you see three more belters. They're all packing. The belter in front of you has a rifle, which he moves from his sling up in a threatening manner. I do the heroic thing and step behind Casey. <laughs> I was going to say, can I just go forward and attack and get this over with? You absolutely can. <laughs> if you step forward, we're going to roll for initiative. So you're going to make a dexterity initiative test, as are... These thugs. I like the fact, yeah, Addy just goes, I'm just going to step. Oh no, she's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. she's, she's already hitting him. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, Chow was halfway to showing, pulling up his sleeve to show the OPA symbol. His son is like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Nico got an eight total. 15 for Addy. 13 for uh, Sokolo. Sorry, I'm not as adept at gaming as these people are. Um, no I worries. rolled. A 14, and then my dexterity is plus two, and then there was something else I needed to add in as well. Only if you have the initiative focus, which I don't think you do. Uh, so let me... No, I don't think so. Uh, no, you do not. So you have a total of 16. So Thank you. nailed it. Clearly, you guys are like coiled springs because a bunch of people come out to ambush you, and two of you manage to get attacked before they get a turn. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like at the back going, well, oh, fuck, God's sake. <laughs> like, oh, no, my ship. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like this is my time to shine. I'm sorry. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for combat stunts that lets me hide. There isn't a lot of places to hide in this corridor. Um, Behind bodies. We're going to make this a nice and simple combat. Yeah, okay. So the way combat works is that you uh, can make one major and one minor action. Uh, a major action is an attack. Ranged attack, any kind of attack, including deliberately attempting to do a stunt, which there is a rule for, which I'll look up if you make me. And a minor will be things like drawing a gun, uh, moving, aiming, putting your guard up, all of which kind of influence combat. Casey, the simplest choice is either you're going to draw your weapon and shoot this guy, or you're going to charge forward and punch him. Uh, those are your two most straightforward options. I'm going to charge forward and punch. Okay. Make an unarmed attack. That's one of the things you're good at. So you are going to, if you see on your sheet under attacks, you've got unarmed. Bonus mm -hmm. is plus five, so you're going to roll 3d6 and add five. 12 plus five, so 17. 
But that is a hit. Do you have any two dice that match? I do not. So you have no stunts. You have 17. That is bigger than this guy's defense. So you've hit. So now we're going to roll damage. You're going to do 1d6 plus 3 damage because, and I think we've covered this, you're rock hard. <laughs> she punches for a living. <laughs> okay, so we got a 6 plus 3. So nine points of damage. Uh, we subtract the guy's toughness, which comes from his armor and his constitution. Uh, his toughness is three, so you do six points of damage. Kind of a haymaker. You kind of launch in, and before he has raised his rifle, you just punch him across the jaw. Uh, he reels from the attack. Addy, you're the next to react to this kicking off. Uh, uh, I am. Um, considering that Casey has just run forward and very much interrupted my shot, I'm going to spin around, draw my pistol and fire at the kneecap of the closest person. Okay, we'll call that thug number one for the sake of... I mean, I can give him a name if you like. Uh, I, I like thug number one. Okay, <laughs> uh, John Martin is thug number one. His life is about to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oof, that's not amazing. Um, that is a... Oh, wait, because I add my accuracy to this, don't I? So, yeah, you're going to add two. Uh, yeah, okay, so that is five, eleven. That's 13 total with a six on the drama die. Okay, his kneecap explodes as the bullet strikes it. Roll the damage. <laughs> oh. You're going to roll 2d6 and add one. Damn. Eight. Okay, that is... Uh, not only does his kneecap explode, but he collapses unconscious. <laughs> Swift and brutal attack you have delivered wow. there. Poor John Martin. <laughs> he hardly knew him. <laughs> I, I want the kneecap explode and hit the deck. Oh, oh my, I am so sorry. <laughs> the thugs respond. Uh, firstly, <laughs> they all go, ooh, bit much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The currently very punched OPA leader is going to just swipe his rifle at Casey. Uh, he cracks you across the face with his rifle butt, uh, doing... So that's six points of damage, but you subtract two toughness. So that is four points of damage to your fortune. Mm. Bug number two raises his pistol at Addy. Oh, yes. Uh, that would be six stunt points. Here we go. Um, so that's going to oh. be... That's going to be a hit. This is why I need the combat stunts. Gun stunts. Uh, there's one of these as a second attack, isn't it? Something I did that stunt points is actually just makes it look prettier. Like there's a filter that comes on. Like pew. yeah, a, a sort of CGI doves emerge from behind him <laughs> as he uh, as he levels the gun and is going to yeah he's going to make a second attack and he's going to knock you over. That's a second hit. Um, and we don't need an engineer anyway it's fine seven and then five uh your toughness is two so that is uh so seven and five minus four is eight points of fortune damage oh god Ooh. ouch yeah uh, and do you fall over yeah uh, the round wings you and you drop to the deck i swear ouch. <laughs> number three is going to shoot at nico I'm stood at the back with a drink. No, no. <laughs> In which case, he's right behind you. Uh, oh, damn. That is five, six, seven, eight. Uh, but he misses. Damn straight it does. Because you're hard to hit. I'd forgotten that. I duck ever so slightly one way to pick up something. My drink. Yeah. <laughs> the rounds whiz past your head. It is Zhao's turn. 
whip out my pistol and say, this is not going to go well for you. Trust me, doctor. And I'll shoot it. Second number three. And miss. <laughs> okay. Total, that's six. With one on the drama die. That is a miss. You are correct. Um, <laughs> you, so you, you draw your pistol and shoot, but miss. Shoot. Nico. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just hilarious. <laughs> I'm thinking it's like the the shot of the dead scene when they're all in the pub. There's, there's music playing. There's <laughs> just chaos going around. So the the person next. To, oh yeah, because he, he shot at me, didn't he? I want to turn around and draw my pistol and shoot at the guy, saying, "This is how you actually do it," uh, and then shoot them. Yep. Okay. Three d six. Oh, there we go. Okay, so that is a eleven on the dice plus two for accuracy plus another two for my pistols, so that is 15 in total. Yeah, with a, a look of derision at his marksmanship attempts, you level your pistol at him and squeeze the trigger. All right. This is going to... Oh, yeah, that's going to hurt. That is a total of 12 damage. Uh, yeah, his head, it just explodes. You can't see the look on his face because of all of the blood everywhere. <laughs> Daryl is not going home to his wife today. <laughs> Not with a name like that, he's not. <laughs> or with a face like that. Yeah, it's more the uh, the distribution of his face, which is all over the bulkhead. That that's the problem. That may that may slightly impact the marriage. Sort of the free action. I sort of I like lock eyes with the bartender and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> because I'm not cleaning this up. But that's my turn. I should be clear. This isn't in the bar. This is. Uh, this oh, is. Oh, I assumed we had gone out of the bar. No, this. This is. This is some way towards the kind of lower docking areas. Then my free action is to think of him and to say sorry anyway. Okay, <laughs> you just apologise to the maintenance crew who are going to have to tidy that up. There we go. Perfect. Excellent. That's my turn. Top of the round, Casey. Okay, so we have two of these blokes left that we got to take down. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, All right. One of whom. You are nose to nose with and trading blows, and the other is unsuccessfully shooting things. He seemed like successfully shot me. <laughs> well, you're not dead, so <laughs> partially successfully then. So one I'm already in combat with. Correct, yeah. So I need to take this mother down. Correct. So I keep swinging the blows at him. That sounds legitimate. I think probably if I had the opportunity, though... I mean, we've only got two left. I might as well take out my pistol and try my luck at shooting him. Get this over. You take a moment to reassess how this is going, draw your pistol, and attempt to shoot him, presumably in the gut, just kind of at close range. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Roll dice. Okay. Then I've rolled 13 total, plus my accuracy. So that's a hit. So now you're going to roll uh, 2d6 plus 2 damage. So I've got 6 total I've rolled. Plus 2 for your perception. So that is 8 uh, minus three because of his toughness is five points of damage. As the gun sounds, you see a large red wound emerge on this guy's chest. Uh, it would seem that whatever you did went through his armour and he is now bleeding. He goes... <laughs> He's not happy about it, though. Addy. Well, I've just been shot in the shoulder, right? Yes, it hurts. Uh, <laughs> I fall down to the ground and just raise my pistol at the, uh, the total prick that shot me. And I will just fire back. Go for it. Yep. Uh, I'm okay with this one going through the neck, if that's all right. <laughs> I'll tell you why that ain't half bad. Uh, that is a uh, that's a 13 with a four on the dramada. I want to be a hit. Fantastic. Roll damage. Including my modifier, that's eight. The rounds 
a number of them go through his neck. You hear him make a sort of <laughs> sound as he drops, because we're under low gravity, uh, slowly to the deck. Very cool. Uh, he is dead. John's husband is not, not going to get to see him again either. Oh. <laughs> they picked the wrong corridor to meet us in, to be honest with you. They absolutely. I think they may have picked the wrong people to meet in a corridor. But, uh... And I believe I'm done. I don't think there's anything else I can do. Yeah. I think you can stand up if you'd like. I'm not safer from the bullets on the ground. I'm going to stay on the ground. You just stay on the ground. That's, that's all good. Bravely uh, stay excellent. on the ground. This thug, the wound spreading across his fatigues, takes a step back. Uh, levels the rifle he's always intended to use on you, Casey, and unloads. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a hit and second hit. No. How attached are we to Casey? <laughs> I <Valued>. like her. <laughs> I'm probably the worst at gaming in this group. <laughs> 20. Queen of our hearts. Six, 27. <laughs> that is 30 Ooh. points of damage. Uh, minus your toughness twice. So I think that's it's only 26 points of damage. Doctor, <laughs> we're into conditions now, aren't we? So the important thing left o- that is how much we have left over. So I said it was 23 points of damage all in, didn't I? I think you said 26, didn't you? 26 points left over then. OK. Did you make it higher? All <laughs> uh, right. So so what's going to happen is you're going to take a condition and you're going to roll a dice. And that is the number of points that that condition uh, absorbs. And then you're going to, assuming you don't get a six, take another condition and roll for that one. We were focusing on the wrong people. <laughs> we should have been going for the leader all this time. Yeah, the guy with the rifle is is the most deadly. Yep. Definitely. Um, <laughs> he's also not dead, so, you know, that's oh. good news. I also, I hit five stunt points, so, <sighs> yes. I mean, some GMs would fudge that, but... Um, nah. I didn't. Uh, he can take it. So you're going to take the injured condition by rolling a d6. Let's have a big number. Two. Four more points left to account for, and you are feeling injured. You are now wounded. Get a four, five, or a six. Come on, you got this, L. Four. Okay, you are wounded. If you got a three, you'd have been dead. Uh, so, the character is severely injured. Character has minus two penalty to all tests and is exhausted. You're severely fatigued, your speed is halved, and you can't take the charge or run actions. And <laughs> if you do anything that makes you furtherly fatigued, you become helpless. A wounded character who receives an additional injured or wounded condition becomes dying. So there we are. You are not feeling good. Um, and you currently have zero fortune, which is, which is bad. That's the thug's turn. Zhao, you see your friend and presumably future patient, drop to the floor. Future patient is right, Rick. I will, I will go and help if I can. I mean, there's a guy with a rifle shooting, but um, if you wish to go and uh, attend to this person, you, you can do so. I've got him. You you concentrate on on on, on the, the thing that's going to make this crew come together, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I feel... Yes, I will go help. Okay. Uh, you're going to make a, uh, a medicine test. It's target number 11. Okay, so that, as is, is 12. She's in no further danger of losing any more blood. You kind of, you, you patch up things and you stabilise her and she is, she doesn't look great. Um, you could say she is wounded and exhausted, uh, but she's, she's otherwise okay. I've got um, two twos. Roll a d6. Five. Nico, you recover. Sorry, not Nico, Casey, you recover five fortune. I'm at full health. <laughs> 
Yay. You're, fine. You're absolutely fine. No one's hit me. <laughs> How did that just happen? Okay. So is it just the Martians taking the hits right now? Oh, Pretty yeah. much. It's a gravity thing, obviously. Um, obviously. <laughs> excellent. Uh, Nico. I sort of see this all in slow motion. I see the big bruiser there with the gun, and I'm like, I, I say a really cool line that everyone's going to laugh and joke about in the film adaptation of this one shot. And I would like to, minor, minor action first, I'd like to aim at this guy's fucking head okay. uh, with my yep. minor action. Which means I get a plus one bonus on my next attack roll, and I'd like to shoot him hard if that's such a thing. <laughs> so Can you shoot uh, someone gently. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a nerf gun, maybe. Needed that. Okay, so that is nine on the dice plus four, which is thirteen plus the extra one for aiming, so that's fourteen total. Which is a hit. Whoa. Roll okay. for damage. That is a 10 total. Minus three for his toughness uh, means that he drops like a sack of potatoes in low gravity. And I say, and stay down! <laughs> cool line! Ah, uh, Howell. Your dogs will not get a walk tonight. <laughs> I, I, wanted them, I wanted them to stay as numbers. <laughs> Amazing. So there it is. Um, we're all going to take a breather now, which means that you recover some fortune. I'm going to see whether or not you can also do anything about conditions. I don't think so. I bookmarked this one because I knew I'd need it. Ah. So how badass is it when you see a man with a rifle, you're like, no, fuck it. I'm just going to go up and punch him. And you do. <laughs> so that's pretty badass. <laughs> not everyone sees it as wisdom, but there it is. So everyone is going to recover 1d6 plus their constitution plus one for your level fortune. If you've taken no fortune damage, that's fine. I've, I've felt better, but I've felt worse. So I've got five total. There you go. So you're now on ten. You're at half health. I mean, you're exhausted and wounded. So you're at minus twos, but remember, you can use your fortune to change die results to, uh, to boost your score. My lord, thank God for the two of you. We'd be yeah. in a much worse place right now. And by we, I mean me. Uh, I would also like to point out that I did get two of them myself. Not to be the dapper in good spirits and all that, but should we maybe do something about the fact that Casey is currently bleeding? Mind doing something about that? Can I attempt to help further? You've stopped the bleeding. You've bandaged her up. Uh, She is not in great shape, but that's what happens if you get shot twice in the gut with a rifle at close range. She is doing about as well as a human being could possibly be doing under those circumstances. I argue she's probably doing much better than a human being would be doing under those circumstances. She's holding a conversation. It's all chill. Yeah, well, if you don't stop getting on my nerves, things could go downhill very quickly, Eddie. Just letting you know. Sure. I mean, what do we... You just want to keep going? Or? I think it's best we keep going. But Casey, next time we'll do the running... Maybe you shoot from behind. All right, if that's what we gotta do. Use Addy as a meat shield rather than Addy using you as a meat shield. I don't trust that for a second, but... True, he's not a very good meat shield, but yeah. <laughs> uh, we we proceed to 17L. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Have these guys got any light security passes on them or anything like that? You take a moment to search them. You find a pass card labelled Docking Birth 17L. You find, of course, uh, a number of weapons, three pistols, a rifle, a few knives, not a lot else. The more you search through them, the more OPA tattoos you find. Oh, wow. Um. <laughs> right, is anyone good with a rifle? I was going to suggest Casey has it. 
I yeah, that would be me. Throw with a rifle. Okay, you're going to add a rifle to your equipment. It's a plus two to hit with your accuracy. It does a lot of damage. 3d6 <laughs> plus one damage. Ooh. Also, I get that this is uh, potentially not something that we've done, considering there was a lot of bullets flying everywhere. But do they have any salvageable armor that we could pinch? They do not. <laughs> It was, hey, it was worth a try. I can see that it was, but no. <laughs> Don't ask. You'll never know. So exactly. Now we can proceed. We, now you proceed go. towards. Yeah. Uh, we we take the passes off. and the gun and leave. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Docking bay 17L is in a very quiet section of Tycho's lower docking area. There are a number of crates strewn loosely around the open area. Underneath the stenciled 17L is a repair and refueling station for a very ropey-looking ice hauler, from what you can see, with the saucy Sally stenciled down the side. This station is covered in thick steel mesh with one doorway. This has been... It's, it's not normal. It's sort of been retrofitted to have a sort of cage around it. Stood by the doorway are two belters, each standing guard holding handguns. Beyond the mesh, you can see two more belters watching a screen. <laughs> As we see them, I kind of go... I quickly turn to the group uh maybe we should try diplomacy this time like maybe our uh, our particularly talkative friend will go instead of you know trying to punch the first one we see in the face if you think you can handle this then go on i was talking about chow probably a better idea chow what do i say um i, I don't know can you you'll call official lack are we uh inspection or that could work yeah. Uh, yeah, health inspection. I mean, I can if we, I can pretend to be uh, someone from engineering if that's needed. A, a virulent case of zero g gonorrhea that we have to um, treat, or something. Uh, I mean, what I have is what we're going to pass me off as having. Uh, you, 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 you both look very tough. You are security, right? I mean, it's dangerous parts around here. Well, yeah, but mm. I'm hobbling around like about to pass out here. So one of the uh, physical. Examples of someone with zero G gonorrhea. That's good. Okay, yes. <laughs> Might be asymptomatic then. <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> Alright, so um just to just to clarify, we are an inspection team with an attached engineer that has two patients with <laughs> zero G gonorrhea. I think you have pointed out where this goes wrong. Right. Maybe maybe we should stick to one elaborate lie at a time. So my thinking is that uh, Chow here is uh, very much official part of the OPA. Uh, he talks our way in. I'm here to repair, and you two are security. I mean, you wounded, but you got a rifle, and uh, you know how to use a pistol. So I think that will probably get us through. We can go for that. Yeah, of course. I mean, worst case scenario, if there, I question it. We we got the passes. Wipe off the blood. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I gesture at our diplomat to go forth. Here goes nothing. And I start to walk towards. I follow just behind him. Uh, so you approach these two belters. They're both uh, tall and thin. Quite a lot of face tattoo going on. Prominent with both their designs is this stylized split ring tattoo around their neck. One of whom is a, a tall woman with uh, Asian features and a uh, a. a tall, slim man with a pointed nose and sort of loose afro hair. The man says, what do you want? I uh, roll up my sleeve to show my tattoo, and I say, we have been um, sent 
to uh, inspect uh, the cruise ship, make sure everything is sufficiently supported for the events that are coming soon. You want to inspect the crew? I, myself, will be inspecting the crew to make sure everyone is healthy and up. Towards yourself, um, you are looking a little picky. That, that might be zero. We will get onto that in a second, a little worrying. Um, and my colleague here will be just checking the ship. What's your colleague do? He's an engineer. Ah, so boss man here, he inspected the crew, yes? Yes, the crew. Give me a deception, a communication deception test, please. Oh boy. Sam is slow to catch on, but when he does... Uh, Hope you're ready with that rifle, Casey. <laughs> can I use fortune on this? Oh, yes, absolutely. Without fortune, that's going to be 11, which I don't think is going to cut the mustard here. So I'm going to turn my two, and I'm going to use a lot of fortune, but I think it's worth it. I'm going to turn my two into a five. So I'm going to spend five fortune, and so that will become, well, 14. He says, okay. No one told me the... And he turns to the woman and says, Troon, you know about inspection of the crew? Uh, and she says, no, I know nothing about inspection of the crew. Why it need inspection? She turns and looks suspiciously at you. Can I see anything, like any sort of, something that looks like a little bit like it's kind of falling apart or anything that looks a little bit squiffy from an engineering or architectural perspective nearby? Give me an intelligence engineering test. Good at those. Right. Uh, okay. That is a uh, ten. That is a fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one on drama. It's not very elegant, your bluff, but you describe uh, how one of the aft thrusters seems to be misaligned. It's not tremendously convincing, but Troon says, "Is it?" Turns around and looks at, uh, and, and then turns to her colleague and says, "If the boss man send." is to look at, at the crew and to establish uh, whether the thruster is, is misaligned. I say we, we let them on. Sort of pause. Yes. Uh, look, that if that doesn't get rectified soon, we're in for a world of hurt here. And we don't want the crew to go off unexpectedly. No, indeed. That would be a disaster. Very well. Uh, and <laughs> he shouts through that, Alken, this man here, he inspect the crew. The guy says, all right, uh, taps in a code and the door sh- opens into the saucy sally. Thank God they weren't smart guards. <laughs> you don't say that aloud and we walk forward. <laughs> yep, uh, we go on in. Yeah. As you step into the airlock, one of the crew says, but don't touch the... And the, um, the airlock closes and starts to cycle and then opens and you can see into the saucy sally. I'm sure that whatever he was going to say wasn't very important, so I think we should touch everything. Uh, I think that you should keep your hands in your pockets and not ever even think about moving them from there. And in the nicest way possible, maybe let the smart boys deal with this one. <laughs> Nico and Fiona will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> the sort of thing you say to a tough armed woman in a confined space. <laughs> <laughs> When you're aware that there's a bomb probably somewhere nearby. Yeah. True, it is true. Priorities. <laughs> Start to investigate. Um, trying to look official if we see any real crew. I'll help with that. So uh, from what you can see as you enter in through uh, the 
uh, sort of galley and storage areas. The ship appears to be abandoned. I'd like everybody to make a perception hearing test, please. So Casey is at minus two uh, as the uh, pumping of blood in her ears and the wheezing of her throat uh, overcomes whatever sound. <laughs> Does one get anything special for scoring three sixes? Uh, not in this game. Damn. Well, it would be a 19 in total with a six okay. on the game. You can be rest assured that whatever it is, you have heard it. Uh, but we'll find out what other people have got. Ten. I've got a seven total. Okay. Five, a one, and a one, so that would be minus two, so five. Being wounded sucks, eh? <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. It is exhausting, according to the rules. A 13 for Nico. Casey, you don't hear anything except, as I say, your gentle <laughs> wheezing. And as you do, you wonder how many of your ribs are broken, and you suspect it's more than one. Uh, everybody else hears the unmistakable sound of uh, the docking latch releasing and the aft thrusters of the ship firing. Well, oh, what's no. everyone panicking for? Uh, what's happening? We're, uh... We're taking off. You gotta be fucking with me. Is uh, there anyone else on the ship currently that we can see? You can't see anyone else on the ship. Oh, shit. <sighs> all right. Um, what I would like to do is, uh, using my knowledge of ships, if at all possible, I would like to figure out where the engine is and maybe see if we can shut this thing down manually. As the ship accelerates, you very slightly feel gravity emerging and you're going to head down towards engineering. As you do so, you see a large number of storage boxes connected by wires in uh, one of the uh, one of the cargo bays of the ship. Make me an intelligence demolitions check. There's random boxes of wires in them. No one's cleaned them up. <laughs> um, okay, that is a 14. You recognise these uh, the boxes. They are stamped with, stenciled uh, with fate lettering that spells out CED. Uh, you recognise that this is a large amount of controlled explosives, all wired together with multiple coloured wires. This appears to be a really big bomb. Uh, we, 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 got, a, we got a problem. Uh, if possible, following the wires, where do they lead to? Uh, so... You can see, uh, as each of these crates, they're sort of pallet-sized, held with magnets uh, onto the side of the ship. This appears to be a sort of nest of wires going into each of the boxes within these crates, and then they all draw together to a central hub at which there is a, a box, a touch screen on. You're not quite sure whether they're numbers or not, but they're some kind of symbol, and they appear to be changing quite rapidly. I'm good at stuff like this. <laughs> okay, right, I, I have intelligence technology as a focus i would like to uh study this panel and yep. see what i can learn about it if uh, this if this is a countdown that's happening if there is any sort of shortcut or short circuit i can do that will deactivate it but not blow us up as you look at it you see that yes indeed this is a countdown mm -hmm. uh, and that you will need to snip a series of wires and you will need to do so in a particular order in order to not blow it up. This will be an advanced test, so you're going to make a series of intelligence demolitions tests, keeping a running total of the drama die total. Uh, that will be you defusing the bomb before it goes off. You all feel the ship adjust. It's at this point, Casey, you suspect that the thrusters have indeed fired, uh, as, as I say, a very slight gravity emerges. At the same time, you can hear the sound of the ping of the communications system from the cockpit. Whilst Eddie is looking at this, perhaps we go stop the ship. Mm -hmm. 
Let's go, uh, let's go. Yeah, if that can't switch this thing off, then maybe we should try and get it as far away from everyone else as possible. I think that sounds a reasonable idea. Also, I'm really sorry if I blow us all up. I'm going to try not to. I'll never forgive you if you do. You won't have to hate me for very long. I'm already looking for an escape pod, if there is one. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a perception seeing test. No. Fine. Yep. That's all right. 16 total, and it's a five on the drama die. As you look round, you recognise this uh, this model of ice hauler. It was never a great ship, and it has suffered from a fair amount of neglect. Uh, it's not in good condition. There were never any escape pods attached to this model of ship. It hasn't got one. This is health and safety madness. All right, uh, I turn to Addy. You better not blow us up, because there's no way out. Come on, Casey, we'll go look for these thrusters. Ciao, maybe do something about that communications thing. I'll come with you, yes. I'll stand here by myself then. Thank you very much. You do that. Good luck. For the first round of this, let's have a uh, an intelligence demolitions test. Target number 11. And we're going to keep a running total of the drama die each time you succeed. Okay. Remember your fortune points. Um, all right. Well, the drama is actually quite terrible. Can I use... I can't use fortune on drama, can I? You can, but it costs double. What have you got currently, David? Read it all out. A one on the drama. Uh, all together. 14. So it's a success. You can bank that one or you can spend fortune points to boost it. I'll tell you what, I'm going to I'm gonna bank it because, yeah, I'm going to save my fortunes for if I fail. Seems fair enough. So who is in the ship's cockpit at this time? We're slowly approaching, stealthily, cautiously. Okay. As you approach, give me a perception, uh, hearing or seeing, up to you. Probably doesn't matter because you probably don't have either focus. No. Is that, is that all three it's of all us? all three of us, right? If all three of you are approaching, yes. Yeah, we're going to get... <laughs> we're leaving Ali to do his job, I think. 16, and the drama die is a six. Okay. You listen out, you can't hear the sound of anything beyond the sound of the ship's systems firing. You can't see anyone as you cautiously, presumably with gun drawn, step into the cockpit. All you can see, the display screen shows a Martian cruiser, the MCRN Marineris. And you can see the ships seem to be on a collision course with each other. Uh, while ah. quite a way away, you can feel that the Saucy Sally is accelerating towards it. Oh, sorry, I've just realised I'm a pilot. Can I get in? <laughs> <laughs> can I get in and start messing with the controls? You can. Please make an intelligence technology test. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be... Uh, uh, so this is uh, the bomb. Uh, this is the so sorry. Ship. This is not what I'm accurate in. Okay. Uh, How are you not good at this? No, it's dexterity piloting. Oh, it's right. just flying it. They're not working out. Once I'm once I'm there, it's fine. All right. Uh, so it's just plain dexterity. Okay. So it's not it's not dexterity. It's intelligence. Oh, intelligence. Yes, you're right. Um, so that is a eleven with a two on the drama die. I'm going to spend okay. some fortune to boost it up. Uh, we'll boost it up to four on the fortune dice. So that's four fortune points. Spent. Eight fortune points. Eight points. Yes, yeah, I Yeah. As you sit down, you notice that you are locked out of the system, but you, you are able to start working your way into the system. Uh, you feel like you've made a bit of progress. Perfect. Target number ten, and it's an advanced test, and we'll keep your your total going. Cool. You feel like you've started to unlock some of the system. You, however, are still very much not in charge of the Saucy Sally. Got it. Okay. You hear the radio ping. It would appear that the MCRN Marineris is keen to speak to somebody on board. 
fucking hello. Is that the saucy Sally? Yes, this is the saucy Sally. We we are on a collision course with you. Please uh, make adjustment to your trajectory. Uh, no, uh, we are the MCRN Marineris. A uh, we are a Martian naval cruiser. Make a correction to your course. The ship is stuck. It's corrupted, and there is a bomb on board. Uh, I think it's time we made another diffusion check. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Wait, I've just told a military cruiser that we've got yes, a bomb have. on board. And I assume we're still reasonably out of range of blowing them up if they fired at us. At this current time. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> okay, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so it's technology diffusion, right? Sorry, not technology, intelligence diffusion. Intelligence demolitions. Sorry, that's the one, right. Okay, that is an 18, two fives on the regular and a six on the drama die. Do I get anything special? Yeah, go on then. Roll another d6 for the drama die. Oh, you, fantastic. Uh, Clearly going soft on you. Oh, that's a one. That's, that's all right. <laughs> I, feel, I feel less soft now. Excellent. Uh, so more wires are snipped. The thing that you realise is that you're disconnecting more and more of these boxes, but you kind of know that only one has to go off for them all to explode ultimately. Yep. So you feel like you're making progress, but you're sort of really aware that you're still up against it. Yep. Uh, let's have uh, Nico as you attempt to get control of the ship. I, I take a moment and then I go, password, one, two, three, four, five. Yep. Okay. Ooh, okay. That is a... That is a 14 total and four on the drama die, and I have two fours. Okay, uh, roll a d6. I will. A three! <laughs> you feel like while password one, two, three was not the crucial code to no. lock you out of the system, you have found uh, it lets you into enough back doors that you've started Ooh. to gain some access. You notice, for example, that the point defense system is now under your control. Um, <laughs> that may be important later. I've made <laughs> a note of it. The marineris uh, coming through on the radio says, there's a bomb on that ship. Yes, and I, I would recommend you blow us out of the sky if we get too close, but we are close to diffusing it, so give us a little bit. Make a communication persuasion test. <laughs> hey, it's not too bad. That is a uh, 13, and yep. I've got two fours, and the, one of the fours is the drama dice. So, you can bank up to three points for your next test as you attempt to persuade this guy not to launch torpedoes and blow you out of the sky. Uh, <laughs> you could flirt with the guy if you wish to. We um, have a bomb on the ship called a sex bomb. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the most logical thing to do is for you to bank three of the... Uh, uh, <laughs> Actually, Fiona makes a fantastic point. If there was ever a time to burst into Sex Bomb by Tom Jones and have it make sense in terms of plot, this is it. If you wish to flirt with the guy on the other end of the radio, that is, that is an option here. Um, From the level of, of cynicism in your voice, Rick, <laughs> I'm beginning to feel that maybe option number one is best. It's an option. Uh, you could also, so you could take two of your points to make a second test related to this uh, as any part of your action. So you could attempt to sort of get another thing in before he says anything and give yourself a plus two to that. That's probably the most efficient way I can think of you using these these points. I won't bank three. I'll be boring. Sorry, okay. guys. You're at plus three next time. He says, you're trying to defuse the bomb on board. Um, yes, we were hired by... Um... OPA, um, 
so uh, Fred Johnson is what you would say in order to not yeah. get blown up. We were hired. <laughs> we were hired by Fred Johnson, part of the nice past the okay, to um, investigate a series of disappearances of explosives leading up to the meeting. I'm going to stop you there, and we're going to go to our bomb defusal expert. <laughs> Come on. Ah, uh, okay, right. Um, so that's actually terrible. So that would make that um, okay. Right, I am going to use. I don't have access to any stunts doing this, do I? No. Okay. You need to succeed to get stunts. That's fine. I was and just remind me to use a stunt. One has to have the. You have to succeed at a test yeah. and have two dice match. Okay, great. Okay, I am going to use four of my fortune points to turn my one into a four. Uh, so that is uh, eight, 11, 13 with a four on drama. Success. That's four on the drama. So we boost that to 12. Uh, but you're going to use stunt points to reroll a d6 and add that to the fortune dice because that feels like a good rule. I, I'm okay with that. That's a five. Okay. Ooh, nice. Something that you cut seems to disconnect more systems than you were expecting. While the clock has started to move faster, you have many fewer of these devices connected now. You feel like you may be on the home stretch. Uh, a bead of sweat starts to roll into your eye as you start <laughs> to think, we might be about to get away with this. I'm pretty sure I look like I've just gone through a rainforest here. Like, it's just boring. <laughs> it's been stressful, but some of it's gone in your eye now. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Nico, as you attempt to once again get control of the ship. Mother's maiden name and the ship we grew up on. Uh, uh. That your character's dragonfly bard dancer name. <laughs> damn straight, damn straight it is. Um, that is a fourteen total with a five on the drama die and two fives matching. Okay, uh, roll another d six then. A four. Okay, yeah, so you have banked now 20 points towards success. You feel like you're getting there. Um, you feel, while you can't override the drive itself, you're starting to get control of some of the manoeuvring thrusters. Uh, you feel like you're close. Perfect. At this point, you all see on the, or each of you in the cockpit, sees two new targets moving towards you. Casey, you are the first to grab the uh, this second radio channel, and you hear uh, over the radio, Saucy Sally, this is uh, OPA gunship. Cease movement, cut drive immediately. You endanger everyone. It's your, it's your turn, Casey. <laughs> All right. For the love of God, we're trying to defuse a bomb on board. We recommend staying out of our way as we try to sway our course, but there's no guarantee that'll happen and no guarantee we won't blow up if you do approach us. We don't have full control here. Make a communication persuasion test. Minus two because of how wounded you are. Remember, no. you can use your 10 fortune. <laughs> well, we got a 13, which isn't great, is it? Because I have no nothing to add with my communication. Uh, so you're at minus 2, 11. So it's 11. Uh, so you would need to use fortune points. Uh, so if you've got 13, does it tell you the breakdown of those three dice? Oh, shit. Well, it did. And then I tapped away. I'm not going to get 13 again. Beads, beads of sweat just <laughs> go down. It's six, four, and three. So for six fortune, you could change that three into a six, giving you 20 uh, minus two is... That's right, is it? No, that can't be right. Two sixes and a four 
is 16. Uh, down to 14, which would be enough to succeed, but it would cost you an awful lot of your fortune to do so. Being a novice game player, what do y'all recommend here? Never having played this before, your guess is as good as us. Fair enough. Um, I guess, Casey, it, imagine this as like the big climax of the movie. You're giving an impassioned plea. This is your Oscar moment. So if you spend the fortune, like you're, you're more at risk of dying, but it looks super fucking cool. Spend the fortune. Okay, you hear the OPA gunship say, you, you tried to defuse the bomb, yes? Yes, yes, we are on board trying to defuse this bomb. We've got an engineer on board with us who is skilled at this kind of thing, hopefully. Cut back to the Marinaris and Zhao. Uh, so we what are... are you doing later? <laughs> <laughs> we are seriously concerned that you have not changed course. Bomb or, or defused or not, we will be forced to fire upon you uh, if you are unable to change course. This is understood. We are very close to moving. Please give us just a little more time. Make a communication persuasion test. Uh, that is 11 overall, but 6 on the drama dice. And okay, I'm uh, going to use up some of my fortune to make that too better. Let's make that too... Screw it. I'm going to use up my points, so I'm going to make that a 6. Uh, so that will be 15 okay. and two sixes. And two sixes, so uh, you can bank three of those. Yeah, so you're plus three next time you roll, and you can be confident that the Marinaris is not going to destroy you this turn. So Roger, understood. Uh, though I do apologise, you sound like fine gentlemen and ladies over there, but uh, we will be forced to destroy you if you get much closer. That is understood. <laughs> I will cut back to the bomb. And Addy. Come on, Addy. Here, screaming my face off. Imagine it's really high pitched. <laughs> just with, with each <laughs> click. Give <laughs> me uh, a, an intelligence demolitions test. I love the idea in our downtime we played Keep Calm and Nobody Explodes, and Addy's just the, the worst at it. He just keeps going, ah! That's truly fuck awful. Uh, Describe what you've got, David. Okay, I've got a five, a two, and a one on the drama die. I'm going to burn some fortune to make it a five and a five and a one, which would take it to, with my bonus, 13, and it gives me two matching ones. Okay, what's the value on the drama die? Uh, One. Okay, and roll a d6 with your stunt point. Two. As you snip... Uh, what feels like the final wire, you see the counter stop. The bomb is diffused. <laughs> I suddenly just stop screaming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> like, oh no. From the cockpit, you hear it go really quiet downstairs. Uh, Nico, uh, you attempt once again to get control of the ship. Realising this could be our last hurrah. Ooh. That is, in total, nine on the dice, plus once it's ten, uh, with a four on the drama die. Yep, you now feel you are on the verge of having control over the ship's systems here. It is really close. Casey, you hear the gunship say, this is the OPA gunships, uh, we're we any closer to uh, this bomb defusal? Radio again, and I say, yes, yes, okay, we, we have defused. The bomb, it is diffused. Do not fire, but we are working very hard right now. I'm changing our course. I am in pain right now, okay? <laughs> Just hold your horses. And make a persuasion, a communication persuasion test at minus two, because you you're think still You think you're injured. having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a six, a six, and a one. Minus two, 
That's 11. That's not enough. So you can use your fortune points to change that one. Uh, you're looking for 15 in total. So you need a three on that one. So that's going to cost you three fortune points. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. You spend your fortune points. You change the one to a three. That is enough to persuade the guy that you're doing your best. <laughs> you are. You are on the edge of exhaustion at this point. You must be running out of fortune points real quick now. Yeah, I have one left. Yeah, so you are starting to see spots. Everything is starting to swim. And quite frankly, this is you don't need this today of all days. Well, I've um, taken a seat on the floor. Zhao, the marinaris says, uh, Saucy Sally, it's the marinaris again. Uh, I'm sorry to stress it, but my captain is ordering a uh, torpedo strike upon your vessel. I can't persuade him that uh, we shouldn't fire for very much longer. The bomb has been defused. We are just trying to reroute the, the, the distance of the ship. Uh, we, 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 we're so close. So close. I will buy you many cheap champagnes. Uh, that is a, uh, that's a communication persuasion test. So in total communications, <laughs> that is that is 10. But I'm going to change the one. I'm going to boot that up to, I don't know. I've only got so many left. I'm going to change that just to a three. I'm now on one fortune point. In total now, we've got 11 with the two. Hold your fortune, because that is not enough. You need 13. Okay. Um, you hear, I'm terribly sorry, and alarms start to go off all over the ship. There is a torpedo has been fired. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Nico. Yep. Uh, I hit the button that says point defense system quickly. Okay. <laughs> Uh, give me uh, an intelligence technology test as you attempt to gain control of this ship. It's a pilot, not a technician. Okay. Well, I so turn I to the space combat rolls. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a 10 in total with a two on the drama die, but matching twos. I'm going to spend as much fortune as possible. <laughs> when I spend fortune, yeah. can I only change one of the dice or can I change two dice? You can only change one of the die. Good to know. Fine, I will change my uh my fortune two die to be a yep. five uh yep. so math is that 10 i have to yeah 10 fortune i have to give yep cool two fortune left all right and with that you are in uh, suddenly you feel the ship move under your volition and you are in control so the first thing you're going to do is attempt to dodge away from this torpedo using evasion. Uh, you're going to throw the craft into a wild spin uh, in an attempt to fool the torpedo. Make an evasion test, which is a dexterity piloting test. Okay. Brilliant. Okay, so that is a 13 on the dice plus another 5. 18 total with a 4 on the drama die and two matching 4s. Okay. Addy, you feel the whole ship just twist and butt and throw you against one of the bulkheads. Zhao and Casey, Nico shouts, hold on, and uh, bucks and turns the ship and you cling on for dear life onto some handle or other close by. You hear as the torpedo whizzes past. There is an explosion and the ship rolls. You hear... Over the radio, you hear the MCR and Marineris say, MCR Marineris here, uh, you seem to have control of your ship again. Apologies for the torpedo, it was, it was the captain's orders. Steer away, change course now. At this point, can I please yell up from the room with all the bombs in? I would remind y'all that there are bombs down here! 
I press the button to shut the cockpit door so we don't hear that. <laughs> uh, you hear <laughs> as the door closes. I actively consider firing at the bombs just to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> you change course. The OPA gunships break off. The Marineris stops actively targeting with its sensors, and you are able to guide the ship back to uh, not uh, 17L, because that's full of OPA guys, uh, but an alternative docking station where Captain Trainer is waiting for you. Uh, she says, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, you cut it fine, but your intervention with the dusters has seems that you have avoided a diplomatic incident and what they would have, I suspect, called an act of war. The uh, safety of the belt seems was in your hands. We thank you. You have managed to save the peace process in the belt, crew of the Icarus. Call ourselves Icarus, we flew almost too close to a bomb, so... <laughs> <laughs> You flew, as far as the Marinaris was concerned, almost too close with a bomb. Uh, much worse. I mean, I would argue that during the sort of evasion, I probably flew way too close to a bomb. <laughs> oh my goodness, thank oh, you so amazing. much. That, that was, was awesome. Amazing. Thank you, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's players were David T. Cox, L. Wilger, Samuel Robbins, and Fiona Howard. This episode's special guest GM was Richard Kirk of the D20 Future Show. You can catch the D20 Future Show on Twitch every other Tuesday at 6.30 GMT. That's twitch.tv forward slash D20 Future Show. This episode's RPG was The Expanse Role-Playing Game, published by Green Ronin. You can find out more information and buy your own copy of The Expanse on the Green Ronin website. That's greenroninstore.com. The theme music was 8-Bit March by Twin Musicon, twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WAIR underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.